Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen. Ever find yourself frantically scrolling through your to do list thinking, what next? When you're overwhelmed, your brain basically blows a fuse. So today, let's talk about eight simple tips to help you reset your mental circuit breaker. Welcome back to Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Jade Wu. Every week, I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. Many of my clients at some point, particularly the high-achieving, nothing-can't-be-mastered-with-hard-work ones, experience a tipping point at work. They freeze up as if their brain has blown a fuse. They find themselves mindlessly clicking a retractable pen for minutes at a time or frantically scrolling through documents without even seeing them. Sometimes they feel paralyzed by indecision, even as the urge to do a thousand tasks swirls in their mind. Their brain's power grid is overloaded, so the result is like a summer in the city when everyone's running an air conditioner. The lights flicker and then go out. Sound familiar? Well, when you're overwhelmed, you can't function. It may seem silly. Why would you let a to-do list hijack your brain? But it's simple. Your brain doesn't just see a to-do list. It sees the threat of scarcity. Not enough time, not enough energy, not enough magical ability to fit everything into 24 hours. Or it sees the threat of failing, the threat of disappointing others, the threat of feeling incapable. And guess what? Our bodies react to threats the same way every time. Fight, flight, or freeze. That's true whether the threat is a bus hurtling toward us or a to-do list that makes us feel like we can't breathe. Usually, we land somewhere between freeze and flight, which shows up as procrastination. But not all procrastination looks the same. It can take more or less productive forms, from binge-watching The Good Place like something I've done recently, to doing tasks that don't really matter, like buying stuff online or checking your email. Again. So what should you do if you're overwhelmed, paralyzed, or procrastinating? After you've worked your way through the classic trifecta of going for a walk, breathing deeply, and approaching the mess with gratitude, try these eight tips. Tip number one. Ground yourself in the present using the 5-4-3-2-1 technique. This is one of my favorite quick and dirty mindfulness techniques. 
The best part is that you don't need any special spaces or tools. All you need is your five senses. Here's how to walk your way through them for instant grounding. Five, look around and name five things you can see right now from where you are. Four, listen and name four things you can hear. Three, notice three things you can touch, like the warm mug of coffee or the feeling of your feet in your shoes. Two, next come the two smells. Breathe in the coffee aroma or the pages of a book. And finally, one, name something you can taste. A sip of cold water will do fine, or even just the taste of your own mouth. This does two things to interrupt the overwhelm. First, it grounds you in your senses and, more importantly, the present moment. Second, keeping track of the counting and working your way through your senses interrupts the spinning thoughts. It's a mini moment of mindfulness to pull you out of the fray. Okay, now that you've grounded yourself in the here and now, it's time for tip number two, clean up your immediate surroundings. The phrase outer order, inner calm is popular for a reason. When you're feeling overwhelmed, tidying the area around you restores order to a little corner of your universe and allows you to move forward. We're not talking anything big. Just restrict yourself to things within arm's reach. Stack those loose papers, remove that dirty dish, wipe away dust or grime. The resulting order will help you feel like you've accomplished something and allow you to focus on the task at hand, not on the clutter. All right, now that your surroundings are clean, tip number three is to ruthlessly prioritize. If you're feeling overwhelmed, cut everything that should be done and stick to things that need to be done. And beware, should is a shapeshifter. It takes on many forms. It would be nice if I did X. I feel guilty if I didn't do Y. Wouldn't it be great if I did Z? All those things are true. But until you're feeling less like your hair's on fire, give yourself permission to cut them out. They're shoulds, not needs. Now that you've got your priorities in order and you're surrounded by a clean environment and you're very much tuned into the here and now, it's time to stop accidentally multitasking. And this is tip number four. By now, we know multitasking isn't really a thing. Our brains aren't designed to do two or three or four tasks at once. Instead, we end up toggling back and forth among our various tasks, leaving us with the mental equivalent of whiplash. Unintentional multitasking counts too. Trying to work from home and simultaneously keeping an eye on the kids, holding a conversation while the TV is on, eating lunch at your desk, leaving the email open while you work, or simply keeping your smartphone on hand 24-7 are examples of things that force you to transition your attention and then transition it back hundreds of times a day. Multitasking works about as well as texting while driving, which is to say it doesn't. So, if your nerves are frayed, mend them by doing one thing at a time. When you're feeling less frantic, you can go back to Googling baseball scores at stoplights. Maybe. But until then, single task, single task, single task. And now that you've stopped multitasking, 
It's time for tip number five. Take the next tiny step. When you feel frozen in the proverbial headlights of your task, think only of the next tiny step. The next step can be ridiculously small. Only you have to know that you're inching forward by thinking, okay, now click on that folder. Now click on the next folder. Now open that document. Make sure you close your door, stick in your earbuds, or wear your Bluetooth headset so no one suspects, and then narrate your way through your tiny tasks. Saying the steps out loud keeps you on track and helps to motivate you. And not to worry, it's totally normal to talk to yourself. But what happens if you get sidetracked or distracted? Well, tip number six is to follow your impulses, sort of. When you're working on something unpleasant, it's really easy to get distracted by the tiniest little thing. You have a song stuck in your head and have the urge to pull it up on Spotify. You remember you're supposed to send in recipes for a kid's school cookbook and find yourself scrolling through recipes for hours before a major work deadline. But instead of following every little impulse, which can pull you into a vortex of procrastination, Keep a sticky note next to you and make note of your impulses if you have them. How tall is Jimmy Fallon? Best Hamilton parodies. How long would it take to get to Mars? Just unloading the impulse, even if you don't follow through with Google or whatever it is, can be enough to vanquish it. Feeling extra confident? Rather than writing it down, just think it. Sometimes just acknowledging the impulse is enough to make it go away. Now that you're back on track, let's talk about tip number seven, which is really important. Now we're going to zoom out a little bit and talk about rethinking your to-do list. Keeping a to-do list, and no, a pocket crammed full of sticky notes and cocktail napkins does not count, is the most important lesson from Organization 101. But if you're overwhelmed, looking at a long list of tasks can make you feel like the victim of a Darth Vader chokehold. Time for a to-do list makeover. There are a thousand ways to bring more order to your long string of tasks. For one, chunk like with like. Put all of your phone calls together or all your online tasks together. Chunking makes a long list more cohesive, more efficient, and by extension, way less overwhelming. And another method, write out your list in accordance with your schedule. Plan big projects for the morning when you have the most energy and focus. Schedule brainless tasks for the 3 p.m. slump. Now we finally come to tip number eight, the final tip, which I personally think is the most important. This comes into play when everything else has not helped. You're still feeling overwhelmed. There simply is not enough time to do everything in 24 hours. And this tip is to radically accept that you cannot do or control everything. You can strategize, improve, and hack all you want. But at some point, you will run into something you can't do or control. When you do, the only thing to do is to radically accept. Radical acceptance does not mean throwing your hands up in resignation. It means allowing for uncertainty and uncontrollability without struggle or complaint and keeping on with what you can do instead of dwelling on what you cannot. When you get behind the wheel, you radically accept that a reckless driver may hit you no matter how well you drive. 
Yet you still do it because you want to get from point A to point B. When you fall in love, you radically accept that your heart may get trampled on. Yet you do anyway because love is worth the risk. When you simply cannot meet a deadline without compromising your well-being, you can radically accept that you'll have to be late and you may disappoint someone because your well-being is worth it. Thank you so much for listening. Let me know how you're doing in these intrinsically overwhelming times. You can find me on Facebook and on Twitter. I'm at Jade Wu PhD or at QDT Savvy Psych. If you'd like psychology tips delivered straight to your inbox, subscribe to the Savvy Psychologist newsletter. You can also make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Savvy Psychologist is audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg and edited by Karen Hertzberg. As always, Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and does not substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thank you so much for joining me, and I wish you all the best. I'll see you next week for a happier, healthier mind. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called The Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen.